Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tri-State College Basketball Podcast. It's May 11th, the 60th and final day of the transfer portal. Hallelujah. After today, folks, the portal is closed. As Chaz Palminteri said in a Bronx tale, Sonny, now you can't leave a great iconic scene if there ever was one. Now you can't leave. Well, listen, it's not that drastic, but after today, the portal is closed to the spring period and players uh, must retain on the roster. And that's a good thing because tomorrow coaches can wake up and not have to worry about somebody leaving that was unexpected. So in some ways, in a lot of ways, it is a good thing. I hope to talk to a round table of coaches in the coming weeks, because I think it would be great to get some coaches from the tri-state and talk about the portal and NIL and ways to improve it and what their opinions are on it. Because every coach, every college basketball coach who deals with this from Kentucky to North Carolina and UConn on down, right? They have something to say about this to hopefully uh, improve it. So we hope to have a discussion like that. But on this episode, I'm really looking forward to talking with Tobin Anderson, who became a national household name after he took Little Fairleigh Dickinson and turned that program from what was a laughingstock, one of the worst programs in Division I, to Cinderella, giant killer, upsetting Purdue in the first round of the NCAA tournament, pulling off the greatest upset in NCAA tournament history. Tobin Anderson is now the head coach at Iona. We're talking seven weeks on the job, one of the premier programs in the MAC, and he is kind enough to accept my invitation to come on the Tri-State College Basketball Podcast. Coach, thanks for coming on. Welcome back. How's it going? What's up, Brian? Great to talk to you as always. Yeah, I'm doing doing very well. And uh, hey, the last day of the transfer portal, it closes <laughs> today, May 11th. Um, is is that a is that a good thing that that you know that no more players are going to be out there? Well, only one guy stayed for us, so we didn't have to worry about a transfer portal. We're not too worried about guys leaving. They, they all they all left the first like two weeks, so um, <laughs> hasn't really affected us that much. It's affected more of like who we're recruiting and. There's always a domino effect of if one guy leaves one place and then, you know, someone else goes after him that maybe we get involved at some point. So, no, but I think I think we're past the point now of um, the dates being a factor. I think we're kind of like to the point where we're, we're um, our roster is almost, I hate to say it, but our roster is close to being done. And uh, that's that's exciting. 12 spots. Am I right with that number, coach? You nope. had to fill. Nope. I mean, it, nope. it's like starting a program from scratch. We've had to fill. So how about this for me and my staff? The last in a, in a calendar year because it was it was eight at eight at FDU and now twelve at Iona. Twenty of twenty six scholarships in one calendar year, um, which is just unheard of. So I'm not sure anybody, that might be an all time record. Uh, but 20, it, 20 scholarships in, in in one calendar year is ridiculous. It's got to be. I mean, listen, the days of we we understand this, right? I mean, I feel like a dinosaur, but the days of Patrick Ewing staying at Georgetown four years are are over right and yep. and building those relationships and those that chemistry for four years um you don't have time to cultivate that type of chemistry over four years you're you're lucky if you can cultivate it over over three summer months coach 
Yeah, I'm I'm not totally sold that we can't do that with the right kind of guys. Um, not all of them. I, th I think you're going to lose a couple probably along the way, but I think you can get a foundation of guys that we brought in. We're going to bring in five freshmen this year, and I love all five freshmen. And I think that they're the kind of guys that that are um, high character, good backgrounds, our kind of guys. And I know it's a high enough program. Like we're a, we're a you know a mid major plus, you'd say a top seventy program. That I think guys, if we win and they and they, and they do well and we do the right things, um, and get the support they need on and on and off the court, I think that they could they would stay. So um, maybe I'm being naive. Maybe I'm maybe I'm hoping that'll happen that way. But but I think there's a chance we could we could build something with with um, that foundation right there. And then and on top of that, but like. But you got to keep on recruiting. Like you don't, you don't know what's going to happen. So you have to keep on, keep keep all op options open, and and um, never know what's going to happen. So that, that that has changed. So how excited are you about this? Uh, the first six uh, student athletes that you recruited and signed to this uh, largest class in Iona history. Very excited. Yep. Very very excited. Very excited about the um, the six that have been publicized, and there's another six that are coming that are. Um, we think will be very good for us. So no, we're, we, um, great credit to my staff. I got a great coaching staff. And so we, we did an unbelievable job of like finding the right kind of guys, the right, the right fits, the, the, the guys who can help us win, um, competitive level, hard workers, good kids, high character, all the things we look for. We did a great job. We've had a lot of visits. We've had a lot of kids up on campus. I've been a lot of places, you know, to see kids. So we did, we did a little bit of everything, lots of zooms. I've probably done, um, I don't know, 75 80 recruiting zooms wow um with guys and we've and like we found guys we love so now we'll get them on campus and get to work but but i feel good about where we're at i really do so what is it what has this been like for you the last the last year you hinted at it earlier coach i mean you know a, a year ago may 1st you're still the head coach at stack at division two st thomas aquinas I think you got hired on uh, might have been May third, yep. you know, a couple of days later at FDU, and here you are at Iona, three jobs in in basically twelve months. And uh, do you sometimes say, "Wow, how how did I get here?" Last night I was saying something to my wife, and I and I said something about the Spartans, and I and she said, "Tobe, that was two jobs ago." So even <laughs> even I slip up sometimes. I'll say stack or I'll say FDU, and it's like, "Well, no, we're I we're Iona now." So. Um, I'm looking forward to being at Iona hopefully for a while. And I can kind of like, you know, we, we were talking yesterday, the staff was like, I'm looking forward to next spring, not having to recruit like double digit guys. Like hopefully maybe it's like a few guys and, and enjoy the spring a little bit more than we have right now. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's been, a, it's been a crazy last year, but I've, you know, we've all learned a lot, gotten better what we do. I had a lot of fun. It's been, it's been great. So, and I'm excited about the future. I really am. I think we can, we can keep on building, I own into the mid-major power that it is and maybe take the next step and now go and try to make a run in the tournament. That's that's hard to do, but that's the that's the goal. Hey, it is a storied program with, with a lot of great coaches over the years. Um, you know, obviously you're replacing a, a, a legend in, in Rick Patino, And, um, you know, Kevin Willard had some success there, had more success after he left. You know, Jeff Ruland on and on. Tim Clues. I mean, my gosh, uh, the coaching tree there is pretty impressive coach and and you bring in great credentials yourself so what is it like to to be at this program a storied program like this with with those names and the ncaa history that it has 
Well, it's like you said, Brian. There's been so many guys come through here, so there's a re- there's a reason why there's success here. I mean, there's there's that. I mean, there's great, obviously, great coaches, but also um, a backbone of a foundation of of uh, support and uh, commitment and wanting to be wanting to be successful, not only in the MAC but but beyond at the at the at the next level. So you know, I felt that. I think every coach who's been here before has felt that we're a basketball school. I own I own a basketball is a bit is a big is a big brand. Everybody knows about us. Um, we're the most successful program in the last 12 years on, on the, um, in the state of New York by a long ways, you know, but, but, you know, the NCAA tournament trips at the Mac championships, the out of conference wins. So yeah. a lot of tradition. Yeah. I mean, like, listen, there's a, there's a standard that, that's, that's expected of you, um, when you're here, but that's not any less standard than what we expect of ourselves. So we had the same standard at FDU is like, let's go and let's go to win championships and cut down nets and, Go to the NCAA tournament, try to win games. The same thing I own. Let's go win championships and go to the NCAA tournament. And now win some games and see what happens. But we, um, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of things in place. From you know the location's fantastic. You're close to all the recruiting hotbeds. A lot of recruiting hotbeds. You're close to New York City. You're in a great neighborhood, great community, great campus, and the people are fantastic. I can't tell you how great the people have been to, so far, as far as just being, um, you know, supportive and. You're excited about what's going on. And so I, I can't wait. Like, I'm looking forward to uh, get on the fourth of guys and get back in the fall with the students get here and getting working towards uh, to next season. Yeah, I, I bet. And, and you know, hey, the, the, the last game that you played in uh, Florida Atlantic was, was, you know, you guys were right there with them. And yep. the next thing you know, they go to the final four yep. um, and lose on a heartbreaker. Oh. Uh, that team that you had at FDU, Coach, have, have you had time to kind of re- reflect on it a little bit? You know, yeah. as you're here at Iona, I know you're at a new place, but that was a pretty special uh, run that, that you know, they're going to be talking about for years to come. Yeah, no, we've had a chance. And we talked we talk a lot about it. And like with, with recruits we bring in to Iona, we show them tape of how we play in our system and our freedom and our, and our um, the pressure and the up-tempo, all the yeah. things we do. So, that, so I think I think we've we've been able to just to see the progress our guys made. We had a couple guys, uh, Joe Munden and Anzi Almanor, who were returners for the, for the previous team who ended up being two of the most improved players in the country just by their, their statistics, you know, and then the, the guys I brought in from, from uh stack, the, the Dimitri Roberts, Grant Singleton, Sean Moore, they had all, all three had great years. And, um, and then we, we put some guys around, you know, the things came kind of fell into place. And so it was, it was fun, a fun group to be around. Uh, they, they worked so hard, but also just like the highest character. They enjoyed each other. I mean, that that week in, in the NCAA tournament, the the wins were great. But just to see those guys around each other, the fun they had, all the the TikToks and the dances and the um the craziness that was going on, um they enjoyed it. So that I mean, they won't like like you said, they'll they'll remember that stuff the rest of their lives. And so so will I, and so will the families and the administration and FDU and and um what we did for the school and the conference. I mean, I feel good about that too. We kind of helped to you know FDU school. It's try you know help their brand, help them find a little bit more, more, um, notoriety, you know, and, and, uh, the president was great too. And then the conference, I mean, we got, you know, two wins in the NCAA tournament. It's a lot of, that's a lot of, that's a lot of money for the, the conference and for the schools. And so that's a good thing too. It helps to support, um, everything going forward. And I love the commissioner of the NEC too. She's great. And the people who are there are great. So I'm happy that, that, that our, our success helped a lot of people, you know, we obviously helped me, helped our staff, helped our players, but also helped some other schools and things too. So it's been a, it's been a, um, all-encompassing uh, situation. We all, we feel good about a lot of different directions. Yeah, and and coach, you were you were rewarded whether you won that game against Purdue or not. You were going to win the Metropolitan 
uh, Basketball Writers Association Coach of the Year. I know you've won it a few times at Stack, and now to be the Division One Head Coach of the Year. What what did that award mean to you? Well, I love that. I love that group. I love that. I love uh, Chuck Stogel and the people, the, the Writers Association. So I'm, I'm I'm always honored. I mean, the first time I went to the the dinner, I was at Stack, and I'm like, wow, it'd be, it'd be great to win one of these, you know, just one time, or just to have a chance to be up there with all these people. I'm I'm from the, from the Midwest. I'm from Iowa. So for me to be out in New York and having success in New York is like something I wouldn't have thought of. Now to win it, like I think six times now is just was ridiculous. Like that's, but it just goes to like I, I, I'm, but I know that behind me, there's a lot of people who have been. I've had a, incredible assistant coaches and players and administrators and supported by my wife and family. So there's a lot of people that go into it. So it's not a. It's a it's a full team effort for a lot of people. So yeah, it's but it's great. No, it's awesome. A great great accomplishment. And and when you win Coach of the Year, it means you had a you had a really good season. So let's keep having good seasons, and maybe I can keep winning those Coach of the Years. That'd be great. No no doubt. And and listen, the the tools are in place there. When 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 you look around at the resources and the facilities at at Iona, uh, what impresses you the most about this program? Yeah, I mean they're really committed. Um, I'm committed to, to basketball success from the top down, right? The president, the president to the athletic director, the board of trustees, to the, the to the alumni. I mean, they, people love Iona basketball so much, so much success. And so you, you, um, you feel that, you know, you feel that there's, they want you to win. They want you to do well. I've had numerous conversations. I've talked to every, like all the coaches you named, I've talked to, I'm on the phone. Um, Like they, they love, they love it. There's not one person has a bad word to say. I mean, everybody loves their experience there, loves the people who are there. And knows that they 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 know what it takes to win, you know. So things that you couldn't get done maybe at St. Thomas Aquinas or FDU, you can get done in Iona because there's just they're just more used to that that level, you know. They want to, we want to be a contender um, on the East Coast is one of the best programs, you know. The, the, the with with the the Fordhams and the St. Johns and the Seton Halls and people like that, like we want to be able to go head to head with those schools and. Not saying we can can beat them all the time, but like let's let's go contend with those schools and have a chance to to um, compete on a yearly basis. So um, the facilities are great. The great the new the, the arena how they 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 change the arena around to now it's a it's a ba- it's a great basketball facility. We have a, we have a great practice facility um, ten minutes away. They have the locker rooms are great. The film room is going to get redone. There is um you know. They, they they sold out the last ten games last year. That so they 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 get people come to the games. They they love the basketball. It's a great environment. They put the bleachers the exact minimum from the court is is, is allowed by the NCAA. Mm-hmm. So like the people the, the, the students are on top of the court. So it's like Gonzaga a little bit as far as it gets loud in there. It's a hard place to play. Great home court advantage. So yeah, I mean there's a lot of good things there that, that are that are good. And we just gotta we gotta do a good job putting a team together that can compete on. A, on a nightly basis to win championships. And that's, that's the goal. Right. So, so you have, uh, you know, six recruits that are signed. I believe five of those are freshmen. You said, uh, how close are you to finalizing the rest of this roster? And and what do you look, what spots are you looking to fill? Well, I've got my, I got my phone right here. So I, I'm waiting for a call today. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty confident. I'm going to get a call today. Um, the guy, he told another one of our recruits, he's calling me. So if that guy would call, that'd be number 12. And then we'd have one spot left. And the one spot left, we'd, we're, tr- we're, we're kind of trying to be open to, to any any and all um, situations. But I, there's a lot of options there, you know, especially this time of year. So I think we, if we can get to 12 today, um, man, I feel I feel good about that roster. I really I really do. And, it, and like like the one the bad thing about one guy back 
is you got to get bring in a lot of new guys. The good thing is they're all guys we've recruited. They're they're all guys that we got to know that we did we spent time with that are coming here because of our staff, our program. You know, a lot of times a new job, you know, a lot of the guys are there, the old staff and who recruited them. They don't know you. These guys we've all had a chance to to get to know on a personal level. They feel good about our staff, our program, what we're trying to do. So there's an advantage there too that you know the the, the phrase are our guys like there are guys like that, that's I mean I, I don't like that term sometimes, but these guys are all guys we recruited, you know. So for the last couple of years, so you're saying you you had seen them and talked to them, you know, while at FDU or or, well, or some, even stack some, some yes, some yes, and some we just got to know in the last the last six weeks. Okay, so, but even in the last six weeks, there's so many things you can do now with with zooms and like travel and things like I feel comfortable with the guys we're bringing in. I really, I really do. So you, there needs good, to be a how to book coach, you know, like, like uh filling a roster for dummies, you know, how to build a complete college basketball roster in less than two months by Tobin Anderson. Oh, I tell you what, I mean, I, I've learned, <laughs> I've learned a lot too, man. I've, I've, I've learned a lot and it, and it, it is, it is stressful at times because you're waiting on these guys to say yes. And, uh. You're going to dinner, you're going to these meetings and it's going, you hope it's going well. And, you know, sometimes a 19 year old decides based on things that you don't even know about. So it's, um, yeah, I think, I think we've gotten really good at that. Like if you say, well, what's our staff good at? We, we can, we can do this. We can fill a roster um, in, a, in a short period of time with the right kind of guys and, and do it, do it pretty well. So uh, yeah, but not, not without a lot of blood, sweat and tears. I mean, I tell you what, we were, there's been some stress and there's been days we walk around like zombies and they're just like, oh man, what's going to happen next? So uh, I bet. It, it's been stressful. So, so here's a question, right? We're, we're so open about NIL and, and what it means. And uh, Hunter Dickinson just came out and basically oh, yeah. said, you know, and I know that's a different level that we're talking about here, coach, but you know, he basically just said, Hey, if you could get a $10,000 raise, you would do the same thing. I mean, we know it's happening. Does it happen at this level? at Iona where you're dealing with, uh, with NIL and money. Oh yeah, ab- absolutely. Yep. At the mid major level, it's, it's definitely at this level. We, we, we were involved. I think most schools in our conference are involved. Most schools we're going, we're going against head to head the eight, the eight tens, the schools that the CAAs are all, it's all part of the, the uh, equation. You know, we're not obviously at the, at the, at the highest, highest level where you know, the Hunter Dickinson, the, that kind of money, but there's definitely some um, opportunities there for, our players to to capitalize on um, their success and their notoriety on the court. I think that's a good thing. You know, I think it's good that they can get they can get something. I mean, it's, it's kind of gotten away from um, the NCAA a little bit. You know, as far as it was going to be name, image, and likeness, and now it's kind of become a more of a pay for play kind of situation. I know they're trying to rein it back in. It may be hard to rein it back in, but um, you know, I, I don't think I don't think we've gotten a kid. Because of NIL, um, I think they've come here because of the school, the program, the opportunities, the, the, the long-term vision, not only for their career at Iona, but for the education, but also for the pro opportunities, planning a system where they can have success and win and have a chance to play in March and all that kind of stuff. But we haven't really, you know, I think the NIL's allowed us to compete and not lose guys because um, we're right there in the, in the mix, if that okay, makes sense. Okay, so here's a question. Have you lost out on a player because they said, Hey coach, you know, I'm getting this NIL opportunity elsewhere. Can you match it? Can you beat it? We we have on a couple guys and I was fine with them going someplace else to be honest with you. Right. Fair I mean, enough. That's fine. Like if you, if you're going to choose Iona 
Um, you should choose it for a lot of reasons. And like, I don't want an aisle to be the, the, the top reason, you know, because that, 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 that creates a bad relationship where they're just here for, for money or for a, transa- a transactional um, situation where now it's like, what if things don't go well in the court? What if things don't go well? I mean, how, how much, how much um, can I hold them accountable? I don't want to be in that situation. I want them to choose Iona because of the program, the fit, the relationships, and then the NIL's part of that mix. You know, I like if I if NIL is like the fourth or fifth question they ask me, I feel pretty good about things. If it's the first question they ask me, I don't feel I don't feel good. And I've heard that from a lot of coaches, even at the high major level, the same thing too. You know, we're not going to get into a bidding war for a player. You know, I just don't think that's a good thing. So, do you feel that Iona is in the right spot right now yes. to? grow with NIL and have yep. NIL opportunities for the student athletes you want to recruit. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And we we got a collective. We got people who are in charge. We're doing a great job. We raised we raised a bunch of money. So no, we're at, absolutely and I feel great about that. We're we can compete with 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 everybody as far as that goes uh for our level and and a notch above. You know the 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 big high majors who are offering the crazy amounts of money that's probably not going to happen at Iona. That's okay. You know um, but we're, we're definitely competitive where we want to be. And they've been, they've, they've been great about that. The, the whole, the whole support, the boosters, the, 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 um, board of trustees, we've all, we're all on board with that. That's, that's part of, and that's part of how the game's being played right now. You know, there's, there's money out there to be made for those guys to have, let them live, um, comfortably beyond just the, the scholarship and that stuff. So yeah, no, I think it's, I think we're in a great spot. I, I actually love, I love where we're at right now. You know, I don't, I'm not sure I'd feel more, I'd feel comfortable if it got way beyond this. And I think for the NCAA too, like, I hope, I hope it doesn't get too much. I mean, I've heard, you know, you hear the hundred tickets and things of, of the, the millions of dollars and things like that. I don't think that's good for college basketball. You know, um, I don't, I don't think that's a great, I don't think it's a great thing. So, so do you have any opinions or do you talk to coaches who might have opinions on what the NCAA could do in the future to uh, ring it back in a little bit? Man, I wish I wish I you know I know I talked to a lot of coaches and a lot of guys who are good friends of mine who are who are, and the guys who are who are at that level that are and they're like this is way out of control you know so I don't know um, how it gets reined in I think it's got to be more I mean my my just from reading stuff I've been reading about and reading for the new the new president of NCAA who's a good guy I've talked to him a couple of times Charlie Baker the 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 idea of like trying to um, make it more public make it more of a contract make it more something where, where people can see it there's a lot of rumors too. I don't totally believe all the rumors that are out there. Well, this guy's getting this much. And this guy's getting that much. Like, well, I don't think that's all true. So I think if we had a better feel for what the actual amounts are, what the levels are. And like, yeah, I mean, I think that the fact that it's, it's become pay for play, you know, that's what it is. I mean, it's pay. Let's just call it what it is. It's not sure. NIL is supposed to be capitalizing on your name, image and likeness right now. It's just, they're just, we're paying a kid to go to school at a certain place. Right. And like, I don't like it because I feel like I'm a, I'm a really good recruiter. Right. And like, um, one of our, I think our, our whole staff is great, great recruiters. We could get outbid because the school is not a better recruiter just because they're offering more money. And that's not, that's not right. You know, I don't think that's, that's, you know, I, I see some schools at the high levels that are just buying players that, um, that are not great recruiters are not selling a great, they're just, they're just trying to buy, just spend the most money. And that's not how it should be. So, um, yeah, I don't know what the answer is. I think once they got it going, and it got kind of like they just like a free for all. It's not been um, there's got to be more restraints and more 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 um, rules and regulations put into it. And I and I hope we can find an answer to that because 
I don't think it's sustainable. You know, I think this kind of money being spent across the board is sustainable um, for college athletics. I just don't no, think so. and, and, and also, you know, it takes the coach out of the instruction area and makes the coach a GM, yeah. uh, you know, a, a contract negotiator, if you will. And who has time for all this stuff? And now we're seeing, obviously, what Villanova has done, and they're hiring ahead of um, no. NIL, kind of like a, a GM situation. And it looks like that's where we're headed, uh, you know, for coaches and their sanity. Uh, hmm. Every program is probably headed in that direction at the high level. Probably so, yeah. No, and that's I'm not sure that's a great thing. No, I'm, I'm with you, Coach. I think a lot of people feel the same way. I think a lot of fans, most fans feel the same way. And and something has to be done, whether it's, you know, limiting this transfer to, to one year and holding to that and not allowing kids to just, hey, well, I can get more money next year. And then I can, oh, I can get more money next year if I do really well, right? And then, then suddenly there are three programs in three years. Um, that is hope, not good. I hope, Brian, for the the, wa- the waiver situation, I hope they stick to their guns and say um, one time, you get one, you get one time to transfer and that's it, as opposed to, giving these waivers for guys to transfer two or three times because like, you know, there's, there's, there's guys out there that are just trying to play the system a little bit. And it's like, no, you get, you get one time to transfer. And that's and like, like, are we looking at graduation rates or looking at, you know, a kid's best you know path a- academically, you know, they're just throwing, you know, you start transferring two or three times, you lose credits, you lose years, you don't graduate. Like we're still, we're still academically, um, you know, institutions that are trying to help, you know, create, cre- foster um, uh, higher learning like if we just have kids just shot, go bouncing around from one school to the next and just leave in one place for the other, that's not great for the kids' uh, graduation rates, for the school's graduation rates, for the school. So um, I hope that the NCAA will stay firm on their one-time transfer thing because they start they start saying, "Hey, we're going to give a waiver for this, a waiver for that." Well, now guys, it's just a it's just free agency, and it kind of is anyway now, but it's gotten more more um, like that here of, of late. Yeah, it, listen, it, you make new rules or you open up the floodgates and it's hard to get all that cattle and bring them back inside yeah. the gates. But yeah. somehow, some way, they're going to have to find uh, a way in the next couple of years. Otherwise, it's just going to keep getting out of control. Yeah. Um, back to recruiting, Coach. I know you can't talk about this, but I just want to make this known. You know, uh, anyone who follows Iona basketball knows that, that uh, you know, you also got a verbal commitment from uh, 6'8 power forward from Philadelphia Catholic League, an all-Catholic League performer from Simon Gretti. They're a powerhouse in Philadelphia, and it's a really good, strong power forward that's it's coming to your school. Um, you know, once he signs, I'm sure you'll be able to talk about him, but Sultan Adewale is uh, a guy that even had offers from Clemson and Arizona State, and uh, I know Buffalo is in there with you, so um, you know, if all things go well there and he signs, congratulations. So uh, I can't wait to see this team come October, November at the start of the season, coach. And, um, you know, to see what the finalized roster looks like. Could you talk about the schedule and who you have coming up? How's that taking shape? Yeah, well, and that's that's a work in progress, too. I can't get divulge too many details there, but it's going to be a great schedule. We're going to play. We're going to play a great schedule. We're going to play. Um, we always want to play a great schedule. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The reality is of the Mac, like, yeah, we'd love to get a large bid. That, that'd be great. There's only, I think there's been two large bids in the history of the Mac. So um, you got to get ready for the conference tournament. You got to get ready for the, to win, a, win a conference championship. You got that, that's, that's a goal. Now, obviously, as you get better and better, you want to get a large bid. You want to get a higher seed. But so we're going to, we're going to challenge ourselves. Like we're not going for 
we're, we're going to challenge ourselves to get the best teams we can possibly play. Um, some good road games, some good road games. We're going we're gonna to play that that are there in part. We're going to we're going back to Harvard this year. It's a it's a that's always a good game. And Ivy League has gotten better. Um, Hofstra comes back to us this year. I think that's been pretty public knowledge. Uh, we're playing St. Joe's in a, in, a, in a neutral site game. St. Joe's will be one of the top teams in the A10 next year. Um, we're going to I think we're going to Colorado, which I love because I we need to go play a high major, some of those you know a team at some top twenty teams because if you get the NCAA tournament, those are the kind of teams you're going to play as a four C or as a thirteen seed, as a as a twelve. You know, you don't have to get to a twelve. Um, you got to be able to, go, to beat those teams. You know, we're not. I don't think at Iona or any Mac schools ever going to be. Um, it'll be hard to get to be an eight or a nine seed, right? So you have to go play, beat the high majors. We got to go see. Playing good teams helps you see what you're good at, what you're not good at, what you have to get better at. Um, challenge yourself on the road, tough environments, and then get ready for the max season. So you know, I've been a little bit disappointed. I mean, there's, there's, you got to like, like as a conference, we got to challenge ourselves. We got to we got to go out and and play the best teams possible. It's only going to help the, the conference in that respect. So. Yeah, we're always going to play a great schedule. I mean, I think I I don't expect that. We expect that. Wherever I've been before St. Thomas or FDU, we've always played a great schedule. So, you know, I, I think playing good teams only only helps make you better for um the postseason. That's our that's our goal is to get to the postseason and, and, and play well and win games. I, I mean, that's we want you want to get there, get there, and you want to want to win in advance and 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 see how far you can go. I love it, coach. Uh, you know, one thing before I let you go. Recently, you had a chance to uh, go to a charity event in New York City for the V Foundation and uh, Tom Konchowski Foundation. And I saw some photos of you with President Clinton. How cool is that? That was awesome. That was great. Like, I, that was, I mean, that was like a highlight of the last the last six weeks. I mean, I've had a chance to meet a lot of people and do a lot of things. But like the chance to, to speak with President Clinton, who I've always admired and uh, respected. And it just, you know, just I didn't expect to see him there. I just he was he was there and. It was great to to spend some time. And he's a big basketball fan. We actually talked about the tournament. He was he saw me and like he recognized me and just which is which is just wild that the fact that he knew and he's like, <laughs> oh, coach, it's like I watched your team play. I love watching, love watching you guys play. I thought you you know he played so hard and um, that's been great. Like all the people I've talked to, like people, coaches, and like I talked with, was with uh, the Vital charity this past weekend. But Dick Vital, by the way, is an unbelievable person. I was yeah. around him for two days. Watch how he how much money he raises for pediatric cancer. He raised like twelve like twelve million dollars over the weekend for um his his charity for pediatric cancer and he's the guy i mean he he's spearheading the whole thing he's got the emotion the passion the fire he's awesome um one of his phrases right he's awesome awesome with a capital a um <laughs> he so marcus freeman the notre dame coach was there I've, I've been a big notre dame football fan my whole life and so i got a chance to spend some time with, with marcus freeman the notre dame football coach he's like oh man i loved love watching your team play you guys compete so hard like i just to hear other coaches say that about your team to say how you guys compete so hard played so hard that's a great thing and I'm proud that we did that at FDU. Now let's go do the same thing at Iona. Let's go be with the hardest, hardest playing, toughest team on the floor every, every night. That's a goal. Great stuff. And and getting back to President Clinton, I mean, that's surreal, right? The the president, former president of the United States, saying, "Hey, hey, nice to meet you, Coach. Yeah. I see you all the time. Your teams play great." And you're like, "Wait, me? Yeah, <laughs> right? I, I know it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's just 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 kind of kind of wild. And and I've yeah, I've, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed that so. It's good the guy like he's a basketball fan, which I mean he loves college. He loved Arkansas basketball. Loves yeah, basketball. So I like that. Yeah, he was there when Nolan Richardson was was uh, winning a national championship. Yep. So yep. I know he was a big Razorback fan. Huge. And yep. and coach, we are a big Tobin Anderson fan, and obviously I own a fan here in the tri-state. So 
Uh, thank you for spending time. I know you have a busy schedule. Finish that roster. Start coaching them. And we look forward <laughs> to seeing you guys out on the court come next fall. Thanks so much. Awesome, Brian. It's always, it's always great to be on. I hope you all see you again soon. All right. Tobin Anderson, head coach of Iona men's basketball. Boy, he had a lot to talk about there and say, listen, I didn't know that NIL trickles down to Mac teams. But, you know, we, we spoke to Donald Copeland about Wagner and, and, and he's like, no, we don't deal with that here. And I'm sure in many ways, uh, Tobin Anderson didn't deal with it when he was at FDU. But Mac is a little level above that. And he said it, you know, very interesting comments about what takes place there. And I don't blame him, right? There's no way, you know, that if a player comes in with demands and, and has a certain value or thinks they have a certain value, that you're not going to compete with that. At that point, you're like, you know what? More power to you. Go ahead. Um, but he wants the players who, if they're good enough and want to be at Iona, that's the player that they can throw some money at, and bring in, and they want to be there. Fascinating stuff from Tobin Anderson. And anytime, listen, I am a registered Republican. I'm a conservative. I consider myself a little bit of a moderate, but I have great respect for anyone, any president of the United States. I don't care, Democrat, Republican. And if I had a chance to meet President Clinton, and, and he said that about me. Hey, I watch you on TV or something like that. You know, I'll listen to your podcast. How cool would that be? Uh, I would soak that up just like Tobin Anderson did. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the Tri-State College Basketball Podcast. As long as there is news happening in the Tri-State, we hope to bring it to you here. And I really want to get an NIL roundtable discussion with some coaches in the near future. We hope to have more local coaches on over the coming months, especially when all of the dust settles from this transfer portal. I appreciate you listening as always. Keep spreading the news. Keep uh, liking us. Give us a review. And thank you for listening to the Tri-State College Basketball Podcast. Until next time, my name is Brian Dean Bellis. So long.